Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Oh, and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Oh, boy. there's a, Actually, there's a lot going on, but you know what I'm really super excited about? Tell me, Larry. I'm getting on an airplane, Daryl. I'm so <laughs> excited. You have no idea. I know, I know you're not excited about it, but I have to tell you, I am super excited. I'm excited for you. I can't wait to travel. And uh, I <laughs> thought I would never say that, but we've been grounded for 90 days. It's going to be good to get back out into the real world. And I know many of our listeners are doing exactly that right now. And, and I hope that Selling from the Heart is encouraging to you as you, uh, as you adjust to the season that we're in right now. This is, um, this is a critical time for us to encourage each other. And I hope you get encouraged today. By the way, if you're new to the Selling from the Heart podcast, welcome. You've joined a growing group of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And uh, I just want to give a huge shout out for all the encouragement this past week as uh, my book, Revenue Growth Engine, is launched. It's been amazing. Uh, just the uh, shouts out the encouragement for every from everybody in our audience. I really, really appreciate it, and uh, it's it's just been fantastic, Larry. Uh, I can't tell you how much I encourage you in getting lighting a fire under me to write this book. So thank you. Hey, by the way, you're writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So it's going to be great. You can check that out at revenuegrowthengine.net. And a huge shout out as well to our selling from the heart insiders. Uh, I, we mentioned at the top of this show how critical it is for us to um, just be encouraged and stay motivated. And it can be a challenge out there right now. This, uh, you know, this is a season that has been um, mentally taxing, and I think that's the understatement of the day. However, I love being a part of the Selling from the Heart Insiders group and seeing a group of like-minded professionals coming together, encouraging each other, sharpening each other. And Larry, it's, it's been a blast. I really have enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and I, and I think given the season that we've gone through, people are looking for a sense of community, Daryl. They want that sense of belonging. Um, they want to feel like they're part of a growing like-minded community. Mm-hmm. And that's why we started this, this seller from the heart insiders group was to give sales professionals that sense of community, that sense of belonging to say, you know what, it's okay to bring your heart to the forefront. Yeah, that's great. If you want to check it out, by the way, you can go to sellingfromtheheart.net slash insiders. And we've got an exciting, uh, there's, it's just an exciting thing happening there. We've got, we're going to have a fun conversation today. And I, I'm I, really I looking forward be, to this, Larry. It's going to be really good, Daryl. I could, I, I already know because I know Laura Brandeo really well. And it's and this, this is going to kind of set this up is obviously you're going to know what we're going to talk about here as soon as I talk about relationships. But I'm a big believer that relationships start and grow in many different ways. And actually, Laura is a Selling from the Heart podcast listener. And that's, how, and that's how we met. 
And it was just one day that that I was just on our Selling from the Heart page, and I saw that she made a comment on the podcast on a Saturday, believe it or not. So hint, hint for all the salespeople that are out there. Executives do pay attention to social on the weekends. Yes, and I do. reached out to say thank you to Laura for being a listener. One thing led to another. We had a conversation. I've been on her great podcast. I've just been recently, I've been on a show in the women's mortgage group that she's involved with. And I said, how can I repay you? I just got to get you on the Selling from the Heart podcast. So without further ado, Laura Brandea, welcome to- Oh my goodness, I am so excited to be here. I can't believe that I'm actually here. So excited. Oh, we're glad you're here. And and, uh, you've been a listener from the early days. So thank you for that. And uh, so I don't even have to ask the question because you know the question (laughs) for every guest is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? What it means to me to sell from the heart. And and the first thing, I actually have to kind of flip the script a little bit and go a little bit backwards, okay? The word sale or selling, okay? In our world, people instantly have a negative connotation when they hear that word. I think it's a defense mechanism that people automatically have to say, I'm not going to be sold. So I think the very first thing is that you have to care about that person that you're interacting with. So when you actually put yourself in the position that I'm not closing, I'm not selling, I'm not manipulating, I'm building a relationship because I care about you And I value you so much that I know that whatever I have to offer to you will improve your situation. It can make you more efficient. It can make you happier. It can build revenue. It can do all these things because I care about you and you will benefit. That's what selling from the heart means to me. Oh, wow. That is, that is just freaking music to my ears. It's, it's, oh, wow. But you could tell, and, the, and, and I want, I want everyone to listen to, you could tell the conviction and the passion in Laura's voice mm-hmm. and people smell that in sales professionals. They smell if you're just delivering the message or if you're really delivering the message. If you get what I mean, right, Daryl? Oh, totally. And I, I mean, we all know the the communication data that says that, I don't know, it's like the vast majority of communication is nonverbal, right? It's, right. you know, we can learn all the right words to say, we can memorize all, we can use the buzzwords, we can talk about the things they want to talk about, which is all important, by the way, that you have a, a that you're able to talk intelligently, but it's what's communicated uh, behind the scenes, the nonverbals. And, and I think when you walk in with uh, sincerity, sincerely wanting to help somebody, yeah. that's, that's huge. People sense that when you walk in with commission breath and what can you do for me? And it's all about right. me and I got to hit my goals by the end of my month. Uh, and th- people sense that too. And, and I think that's where the defensiveness comes from. That's right? exactly right. Well, you got to think about it. It all starts with our why. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we remember, why are we selling XYZ product? Why are we selling XYZ service? Why are we doing that? And if you truly believe in what you're providing, whether it's a service, a product, whatever it is, if you believe in that, the other people will feel that they will want 
to have that connection to you. And they are not, remember, we all know, they're not truly buying the product. They're buying you. You're the person that is out there saying, I believe in this program, service, product, and therefore it is in your best interest to have this. So when that happens, there is a connection and a relationship. And to go back to what you said, Larry, about executives on the weekend, of course, executives are looking at social on the weekend. Why? Because they don't have time during the week. And the second thing is, most people don't post on the weekend. So there's a lot less to actually consume on the weekend. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't Yay. it? <laughs> but, but, but I, I, I want to touch on this believe word, Daryl, because, you know, I'm a big Simon Sinek junkie. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember a while back, I was and this when I say a while back, we're talking probably six months to a year ago. I was watching a video and it was kind of like a TED Talk forum. But it wasn't a TED Talk. It was that kind of atmosphere. It was Simon Sinek and Ken Blanchard sitting in two high back chairs, table in the middle, and they were fielding preset questions from the audience just to keep things moving. And Simon Sinek got on the whole thing about believe. And he said, it starts with you. It does. You, gotta, you have to believe in your message. And then in turn, you have to deliver that message with clarity, with conviction, and with conciseness. Those are the three C words Simon Sinek used. And he goes, if you can do that, people will buy into you. If you struggle with that, people will struggle buying into you. And I go, man, that's just a light bulb moment because it goes back to so many people just deliver the message. They deliver that message and it's just delivered over and over with nothing behind it. And people smell that. People smell the passion and the purpose and the intent behind your message. 100%. Yeah, Laura, I'm curious what that looks like for you in your world, in your business, when you think about the why, you know, when you get up in the morning and you get ready and you head out and you go, why am I doing, what's, what's your why? Like what motivates you in the, in the mortgage industry? Cause there's nothing, I mean, it, the mortgage industry, like most industries, um, it on, on like a pure product level, it's not that exciting, right? I mean, no, I mean, it's, it is not a sexy industry. It's not a mortgage and copiers. Well, come right. on, man. <laughs> but this is, I think this is a really important point because most, most B2B sales and a lot of B2C sales are just not, you know, things you ought, from a product level can, you know, go, Ooh, 30 year fixed at blank rate, you know, that's, you know, but there is, there, I'm curious what your why is behind that when you, when you look at, at your business. Cause I, I, I really, I can see it in your eyes. I know there's a big why behind all this. Well, there, there's a lot of why, but, but let's go back. And it's actually interesting. I just finished my weekly women's mortgage network, Facebook live. Okay. And this week's discussion, I actually had a panel discussion with three women at all different levels in the mortgage business. So I had one lady that's been doing it since 1985. Then I had one lady that's only been doing it for four months. And then I have another lady that just changed where she was working for a big bank and now she's working for a smaller So as I'm interviewing the one woman that said she's only been doing it for four months, I said, wait a minute, you spent 
15 years in pharmaceutical sales, okay? Why did you all of a sudden wake up in January of 2020? She, it was actually six months ago, January of 2020 and decide now I'm going to sell mortgages. Why would you do that? And this is where it comes clear. She says, Laura, I always wanted to own a home. I tried to get a mortgage and everybody told me I didn't qualify because I was commission only and I had write-offs and my credit had some blemishes and I couldn't buy a home for my family. And one day I met someone that actually took the time to explain to me what I needed to do to fix my credit and actually took the time to tell me, okay, it might not be time right now, but if you save up X dollars, you'll be able to qualify. And I bought my home for my husband and my kids and my dog. And I said, I'm going to help other people just like me. Beautiful. And at that moment, the mic dropped. <laughs> and I literally said, for every person listening to this, that's why we all got into the mortgage business. Now, yeah, has it changed for many? Sure. Some people stayed with it because they were highly compensated. Some people stayed with it because they didn't have any other skills. They just, that's all I know, mortgages. For me, I have the privilege and honor of bringing families home every single day. And now I also have the privilege and honor of helping many, many people that are new to the industry learn how to fall in love with my industry again and have them realize what an honor and a privilege it is. Oh, oh wow. I, I'm going to go. I'm, hey, Daryl, I'm going to go back. Podcast and, over. That was. I'm going to listen to this like 15 times. But you, there's so many nuggets in what Laura said, Daryl. Oh, and, wow. And it just goes back to, man, it's understanding your why. And, and I want our listeners to really just chew on this for a moment because. I always say expect the unexpected, right? Expect mm -hmm. that question that you're not going to get. Yeah, just imagine for a moment you're in that meeting and some executive looks you in the eye and says, why you? Mm -hmm. Not why your company, not why your product, not why your service, but why you? And think about what would you say and why are you doing what you're doing? I mean, this is so beautiful. If if you look at, you know, like you're talking about here, Larry, is, is differentiation, right? To use an eight-syllable word or whatever that is, is what makes you different. And and if I were looking for a mortgage, like, Laura, right now, I wish I needed a mortgage. <laughs> I wish I could call you up and have you help me through that because, like, I, you know, I, if you look at this lineup of all the, you know, empty suits that are out, you know, providing rates and numbers right. and all that because kind of stuff. Because it's not about rates and numbers or right. any of that, right? No. Yeah. And that's, you know, I mean, we come, I come from the tech world. Larry comes from the tech world. It's about specs and data and all this stuff. No, 
It's about, it's about your why. And this is, um, this is such a great conversation. This is so, I mean, if you want to get, you, you have like touched the nerve center of selling right here. And this is, you know, this is so important. And I love, I love the story you shared. I think every single uh, person listening in right now, whether you are a salesperson, you own a business, run a sales team, this question of the why is so critical. So how, if you were coaching us, Laura, I'm just curious if, if you were coaching me and Larry, which would be wonderful, actually, how, <laughs> how and, and let's say Larry was, you know, just a, uh, an empty suit sales professional that wanted to get better. That's, the lights have come on and Larry said, I've not had any, re- I've not had a why, but I'd like to find my why. Where, where's a good place to start? What would you say? Well, I think that that's internal. That's something that you have to look at yourself and you have to understand, you know, you have to understand what sincerely connects with you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I give an example of the mortgage business as to why I'm passionate about that industry, because I believe I'm, I'm helping bring families home. Let's say you work for a technology company and you believe that that technology tool is going to make people's lives so much easier, so much more efficient. It's going to save them time. It's going to make it so that they can market faster and better. They can use artificial intelligence. Maybe it's a medical device that is going to be sold and that medical device is life-changing or it's going to be the higher level of whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. You have to internally believe in it. Going back to what Larry said about believe, you have to own it. I mean, I have to go backwards. How did I get into the mortgage business? Number one, there's a running joke in my industry. No one goes, no one says in high school or college, I'm going (laughs) into the mortgage business. We all accidentally arrived. Okay, there's no one out there. So I was a young mom. Me and my husband were high school sweethearts. We got married very young and surprise, first child. I wasn't even 20. Okay. So at that point, I needed to stay at home while my husband worked in the copier business during the day. And the job that I got was selling mortgages, mortgage leads. I would call people to get leads, telemarketing on the phone. Okay. Awesome. That call center had lots of programs. I sold Zig Ziglar tapes. I sold in integrity Christian music seat, um, cassette tapes. I mean, whatever. It didn't matter. None of it ever mattered. Because the minute I got on the phone, I took the time to connect with Daryl and Larry. And if I knew that they were in California... I asked about something in California or if Daryl was in Wisconsin, you know, I wouldn't ask something about Wisconsin. And that moment, that one little moment that I took, no one could sell more than me. No one. There wasn't a chance of someone because I immediately took the time to connect to them. Mm. Now, fast forward. I then had lots of jobs through the ranks, whatever. 2007. The mortgage industry is crashing. Everybody is going out of business. At that moment, I decide I need to go to the next opportunity. And the company that I am now a partner of and the president 
of this company. The owner of that company at that time was looking to open up a new division. I was given the opportunity, no salary, no benefits, just come and Laura, you run it your way. And you know what I did? I picked up the phone and I telemarketed. And I got on the phone to get clients. That company within a year was doing $100 million a month in business. Wow. So, hey, you want to come work at Selling from the Heart, Laura? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but kidding aside, there's something really powerful that, that Laura said. Yeah. Is a couple things. It's the way you make somebody feel yeah. and it's mm-hmm. the way that you connect with them. Mm-hmm. And, and what's really interesting is I think a lot, you know, I think a lot of salespeople struggle because they can't see the person on the other end, or it's that salesperson versus that person, whatever that title they're calling into, they don't know what they're going to say and all that. But I, re- I remember this full disclosure. I don't even think Daryl knows this is I was petrified to use the phone in sales. Ah. I was horribly petrified to use the phone well into my sales career. I mean, I used it, but it was just like, you know, give me a needle, stick it in my eye. I'd rather do that. But it wasn't until I had a conversation with then one of my very first business coaches and the business coach said, Hey, you know what? Have conversations exactly the same way you would with your friends. And instantaneously something clicked and it's how I connected to my friends. It's the conversation that I have with my friends. So as I'm listening to what you're saying is, you know, sometimes I think people set aside, oh, that's too simple, right? Simple doesn't work. So they got to go chase something a little bit more fancy. You know, people, it's actually that simple. It's look how, you know, Laura, look how you and I connected. We connected because of the Selling from the Heart podcast. And then we were both intentional with how we took the conversation from there. So just imagine when you're prospecting for new business on the phone is truly connect with somebody and not just try to sell them something that will come in time. I'm not here to just cause we're all in sales to sell, but it's, it's, you got to be able to connect with somebody and tug on their heartstrings with stories. Just like you did a little bit ago on the podcast. That's right. And yeah. now it's easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, back when we were doing it, you didn't have social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, now literally you can go online and find out everything about someone. I mean, you can see what sports team they like. Do they have a dog? Do they have kids? Do How long have they been somewhere? What other positions have they held? You All of that information that we used to just be able to keep it generic of California, Wisconsin, now you can get specific. You can literally see what their interests are and understand them before you make a connection. If you're not using social selling, you are missing out. Oh boy, that is so true. And I, you know, it, and it's got to be done though. And I think this is the caveat. It's got to be done with sincerity, right? Because yeah. you can smell it. Uh, if someone doesn't really care if they're just trying to manipulate their way in um, or be sincere, you're absolutely right. I mean, if you're not using social right now, you're you're operating with at least one limb tied behind your back. I mean, it's <laughs> it's an incredible gift um, to the sales world the, these ways to do it. But social and Larry, you've been an advocate advocate for this. You know, I, I think 
social is one of those places where it's digital communication and something in salespeople goes into robot mode on social sometimes where, you know, we've got to rehumanize social media and there's, there's so much robotic selling out there on social, right? Yeah, I would, I would, I, and again, I'm going to go back and use the example of how Laura and I connected and then connected to selling from the heart mm-hmm. because the thing that we haven't touched on is how, once you make that connection, what do you do to, to build that relationship, right? With that person. So, you know, Laura mentioned social, you mentioned social, we're not here to turn, you know, go down our social rabbit hole. But the reason why people put things on social is because they want to be seen and heard in its simplest format. Mm-hmm. Okay, now putting your sales hat on your connection hat, your relationship building hat, then it's up to me as that sales professional to listen to what Laura's communicating, find out something about her that I can use to connect better drive a conversation in a different way, engage in a different manner that makes it about her. And I think that's the, that's a huge missing link in all of this because I can connect to Laura. I can connect to Daryl, but if I want to build a relationship with the both of you, then I got to be intentional behind it. And I got to pay attention to what you're communicating about, to use that in a way to learn something about you that I can turn around and help you with. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, Laura, as I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about this, understanding your why and really um, diving into that, the other side of the coin on this is things really are wonderful in a relationship when you understand the other person's why as well. And you can draw that into the conversation. Now, you know, now you've got a real level of connection and it takes a little bit of peeling back the onion to do that, doesn't it? It does. Absolutely. You're correct. And that's, you know, Larry mentioned it. It takes a commitment on both sides to form a relationship like anything, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. a relationship with your clients or your borrowers or whoever you're working with, it does take being intentional. If you go into it that it's just a sale, it's just, I'm trying to close them. I love, you know, I think you guys speak about that of closing something means you're done. Closing means you're never, that's it. It's closed. That's actually the start. That's the beginning when you're working towards continuing to grow that relationship. So Mm -hmm. you don't want to think of closing something. You want to actually look at how you're going to further develop that relationship. So you're correct. Again, I said, what does selling from the heart mean to me? It means that I care about you as much as I care about myself. Until we have that mutual relationship, you're nothing more than a number on a page. You're Mm -hmm. nothing more than a commission. And in order to really have true ultimate success to levels beyond your imagination, it has to be more. Yeah, I think bringing that, you know, one of the best questions, uh, the best types of questions we can ask early on and often in a, in a sales relationship is why? Ask the client, you know, why did you start this business? What was your dream when you dot, dot, dot? What do you like best about, you know, and get 
under the surface, I think is, I know for myself and I, I, you know, I lean and Larry knows this, I lean very heavy to the value side of selling. And yeah, it's a fight for me on the relationship side. I feel very intentional about that because I'm just like value, value, value. And so I can go into a sales situation. I can see the business value, but the reality is if there's no relationship, the business value never gets there. And, and so to, you know, what I've, what I've discovered and, I'm curious how you see this playing out, but um, you know, the more you can um, understand and talk about and dive into the, you know, things like what are your dreams? What's the reason you started the business? I, for me, it, it always worked. My, my favorite phrase in selling uh, and Larry knows this is by the way, because I think it's a great way to insert a convert, you know, insert as a question that's totally out of left field, seemingly into a conversation. Hey, by the way, I'm curious, you know, what, why did you start this business? By the way, I'm curious. Um, but those bringing that, that into the mix in a relationship to me is what sets a sales rep apart from a sales professional, what sets a transaction apart from a, uh, a relationship and a trusted advisor. And we got to figure out ways to get to that early and often in the sales, uh, in, in our, in every relationship, in our in sales every relationship, regardless. And yeah. And yeah. you know what you just did? You humanized all yes. of a sudden you took it out of business and transaction and you made it humanized. You know, you t- took that component, a component, component that it's not about you. Yeah. About them. Yes. The minute that you turn the focus, and how many times have we seen salespeople not just be quiet and listen? Mm-hmm. So many times we're always trying to open our mouths and try to get a po- our point across. Oh, but I have to give you this value. I have to give you this feature. I have to tell you why you need to go with me and not the guy down the street. But if you literally just quiet and listen, they will actually tell you exactly what they're looking for, and you will be able to provide that to them. Now, that's brilliant. So as I'm listening to you, Laura, <laughs> not, <laughs> no, but, but, you know, I, I was saying, and this, is, <laughs> this is one of my Larryisms, but it goes about the relationship is if you ask many in sales, do you have a good or great relationship with your customers, clients, however you want to refer to them? They'll inevitably they'll say, sure. Right. Oh yeah. But then how many of them ask those uncomfortable questions to really tug on somebody's heartstring? And I said, Hey, listen, until you can get comfortable asking the uncomfortable, you're never going to really get to the heart of what matters. And to me, that's how you really build a relationship with somebody mm-hmm. is you have to be willing to ask some uncomfortable things. I'm not saying over the top and comfortable, but the uncomfortable things that go on in your mind. I can't ask Laura that. I can't ask Daryl that. I don't know what he's going to say or I don't know what she's going to say. You really want to build a relationship. You got to get to know somebody, which means you have to crawl beneath the surface and mm. ask those uncomfortable questions. And... You have to be vulnerable. Yep. Mm-hmm. You need to expose yourself also yeah. because a relationship, because it's two sides, you both have to be open 
to be vulnerable with each other. And I don't mean, you know, airing dirty laundry and things like that, but, but you have to be open to that. So quiet, listen, Mm -hmm. and be able to have that open conversation. Like you said, the minute you're scripted, the minute you think the same conversation I have with Larry, I'm going to have with Daryl. No, that's not right. (laughs) Larry's wise, different than mine. That's right. Absolutely. But it takes time. It takes experience. You're going to hone your craft. That's another thing that I've seen sometimes in sales. I've seen people that it's the same way I've been doing it for five years, 10 years, 15 years, whatever. We all have to be lifelong learners. Mm -hmm. We all have to continue to not just listen to our customers and our clients and all that, of course, we're going to. We also have to listen to Selling from the Heart podcast. And we yes. have to- Yes. <laughs> nice plug, Laura. Nice plug. I'll make sure Daryl pays you for that one. <laughs> we, we have, and we have to read Daryl's new book. Of so course. We have to. Do you see what a good salesperson I am? Beautiful. <laughs> so pandering. You know, Total pandering. You have to continue- to feed our minds yeah. with things that not only educate us, things that inspire us, things that motivate us, and continue to push ourselves into expanding. Don't continue to think that what you did five years ago is going to continue to work for you. Even when you're at the top of the game, please don't take this that just because don't think I'm only speaking to the middle of the pack. Uh uh uh. You could be at the top of the game today, and we saw. A little thing like coronavirus creeped up on some people and, oh, no, I've always been selling this way. I'm not comfortable doing virtual. I'm not comfortable not selling in front of people. Well, guess what? You better figure it out. So continue to challenge yourselves. Continue to be a lifelong learner and in multiple ways, many different resources, because tomorrow you could have to sell in a totally different way than what you're doing today. What? Uh Grand finale. (laughs) That was awesome. That was like a July 4th fireworks show. Just (laughs) everything at the end. That was, Laura, thank you so much uh, for all that you do, for all that you are. Thanks for being a Selling from the Heart champion. Uh, It has been an incredible pleasure. I look forward to continuing this conversation for a few minutes in the insiders group. But thank you so much for investing in us today. It's been phenomenal. Well, my pleasure. (laughs) Well, good. This has been great. I'm so excited. Thank you to all of our listeners in the Selling from the Heart community. You know what I love about the community of Selling from the Heart? You're more than listeners. This is a two-way conversation. We love to hear from you. Um, So uh, look us up on social. Larry and I'd love to connect with you. We'd love to uh, chat with you. We're thankful and profoundly grateful for everybody leaving reviews. If you could do that at the end of this episode, I sure would appreciate a review on iTunes or whatever, Spotify, whatever you use to listen to the podcast because it helps us spread the word. So till next week, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, dig deep and discover your why. And most of all, self Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. 
This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.